Hello, and welcome to the Igniting Consciousness Podcast, your place to be inspired and empowered to be the change you wish to see within yourself, your family, and the world around you. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Horine, a chiropractor, a 3-5 manifester that does human design readings, a magnetic alignment coach, a cleanse to ascend coach, and a natural wellness mama. My desire is to share all of my learnings in a way that will align you toward radiant health and wellness. I know that a vibrant life expression requires a healthy mind, body, and spirit, so it is also my goal to elevate your awareness and knowledge of how to properly tend to each of these. You'll receive wisdom through educational teachings and interviews about health, living a vitalistic lifestyle, conscious parenting, universal truths, spirituality, manifestation, and human design. My hope is that with these episodes, you can be empowered to take action towards your health and overall wellness which will create an attractive vortex energy for others to do the same. If we all ignite our consciousness, we can remember how to be the super conscious creators that we already are. So let's get to it and be that change today. All right, we are going live today. I'm going to be joined with Karen Ramsey. We've had conversations in the past and they've all been beautiful. I've been on her channel, she's been on my channel, and now I'm having her back because, I mean, the information just does not stop flowing between us. I just absolutely love it. She has been in the world of raw vegan, vegan coaching for, for since 98. She is a raw vegan coach. Uh, she will coach you to be able to become a vegan coach as well, and she will certify you in that. She's a nationally acclaimed author. I mean, I have some of her books right here, Raw Vegan. Fun recipes for families. Absolutely love this. I refer to this like often. She's also uh, wrote the book Creating Healthy Children. And the information in here is just absolutely beautiful. Uh, what a wonderful way for you to be able to understand how to follow nature's laws and to be able to raise a family full of life, vitality, and vigor, to be able to heal yourself naturally from the inside out, utilizing God's fruits and vegetables through through fruits and vegetables, nuts, herbs, and seeds. And then, of course, going deeper into that, how you can heal your body from wherever you're at, um, whether you have certain types of diseases from even diabetes and all kinds of uh, hormonal-related things, how you can clear your lymphatic system, allow your body to heal from the inside out, and just so much more. And then how you can do it so it's fun. It's part of your lifestyle. It's not just a diet. It's not just a thing. It is truly a lifestyle. She's so involved that she has events and retreats that she puts on, I know, in Costa Rica. And I totally want to go to Costa Rica at some point to be able to join her and all the other crew. And she does. She's part of the fruit festivals that go on. And she's just been in this world for so long. And I just, what better person to have a conversation with than somebody who's been living and breathing and doing it, coaching and teaching and helping people heal through fruits and vegetables. And she just is such a beautiful wealth of knowledge. And so I've gathered some of the most commonly asked questions that I get from people and that I get from my listeners. And then I just wanted to be able to have Karen come on so that way we can get these questions answered. And more so in relation to like nourishment around pregnancy, after pregnancy, like how to nourish your, how to properly nourish your body because there's been so much misinformation and so much deconditioning that needs to be done around what does it mean to like get to be, to be healthy? What does it mean to even be healthy? Some of us don't even know what it means to be healthy until we don't have it. Um, or, or we think that it's normal to be on all kinds of medications. That's just the way it is. It's genetics. That's the way it's supposed to be. 
and it's that's just totally not the thing and so i want to like talk around you know in general so all this information that i'm going to focus it more on like pregnancy and families but this really goes across the board man and women okay men and women across so that way you know that like even though we're talking about like specific topics a human body is a human body and the human body needs to be nourished the same way and the way we were biologically designed and so going into those kinds of topics, even talking about co-sleeping and parenting and, and through attachment parenting is really heavily what she focuses on and then also utilizing raw foods. So I'm gonna try to invite Karen into here while, I am, while I'm talking here to see if I can get her on and that way you guys can be here and available. That are watching this as a replay right now just that you can watch it as a replay i'll also have this available on um other platforms of mine as well all, all cleaned up and everything so um don't feel like you're missing out on the information because obviously it'll be here on the platform here but of course if you chime in live and i'm able to see if you have particular questions feel free to chime in and put the put your comments in there and put your questions in there so we can get those get those answered while i have karen on here she's been super flexible and very appreciative of the fact that we were going to come on a little bit earlier, um, but as life would have it, babies, I have a 16-month-old now, and uh, she she really, I needed to wait until I had somebody to watch her for us to be able to hop on here. So I'm going to try to get Karen on here again. Doesn't look like I've been able to find her. If not, we may have to restart this and then get back on again so I can see if I can add her on here. So for anybody it looks like you're like yeah I need to be able to clean my body and purify my body from the inside out it's so insane how many people think and and I was there too how many of us think that you know we've we've got to have a certain amount of protein and protein only comes from animal products and so not true so not true that's one of the biggest things alone right there and how we can get our nourishment and then health and vitality cleansed and cleared and truly getting the meaning and the feeling of what health really is and again knowing that's not something that you just accomplish one time and you just like put the stamp of approval or earn the certification of i have health i never have to do anything again like no but there's a way to do it with fun and, and to to enjoy it and it's it's a part of creating community around it obviously within your family but creating community around it so you know you're not alone and that's the hard part is there's not enough people that know the truth they're, they're fed with misinformation. And so that's why I love having these types of conversations with people like Karen. So that way we can realize that you, like there, there are more of us. And as more of us start to realize the truths on, on how to nourish our bodies and take care of ourselves, and let alone me as a chiropractor reminding people that we have divine wisdom inside each and every one of us. We have what we call innate intelligence, which is that, with that spirit of life, that wisdom that is housed inside of our nervous systems which is, in, you know, encased by our spine, keeping us upright. And that, that wisdom is what created life. And in fact, when we're not in movement, no movement is lack of life at that point in time. So we need to make sure we're moving right. We're, 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 we're fueling our bodies the way we need to be fueling our bodies. And that all starts by getting back to the basics, getting back to the basics of how it really was before all these other things and these other companies and Big pharma and everything else that started feeding you information, making us believe that these are the truths and this is what you need in order to keep your body healthy. And less is more, truly. Less is more. More of the good stuff. And what is the good stuff? We have to define that, right? 
So I'm having a hard time trying to get Karen on here. I haven't seen her. I don't even know if you're Karen, are you on here? Let's see if you're see if you're following along. Find you this way. For those of you that are chiming in, I'm going to come on live with Karen Ramsey, and she'll introduce herself. Let's see if we can get her invited on here. I don't know why she's unable to join. Let's try now. We're going to try this again, Karen. Are you on here? Are you watching? Let's send the invite. Let's make it happen. The beautiful part about us being able to record this and then capture it again so that way we can we can spruce it up and clean it up so all the initial parts of us getting live but i like going live because we get like raw and real feedback oh okay i see you're on here karen i was like i see that you've joined now we just got to get you to get your part in here so we can start this conversation we already got people on here saying i need this information and i keep saying like I've kind of got more of the questions that are going to be in relation to like women and pregnancy and nourishment. And, but this really goes for men and men and women, as far as the information, what we're talking about. But definitely when I get more specifics, it's like, how can you also as a man be in support of your woman with your children and um, also start to get your mind going? Cause this is a family dynamic here. Oh, it says you're not able to join. Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. We're accepting you on now. Because we have to get the whole family on board. That's how we make, that's how we make change is by getting family on board. Karen, you're on. <laughs> so so nice to see, to see you, you Natalie. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we made it happen. And I was just already yeah. saying, like, I'm just so appreciative of, like, we had to, like, shift things around. But when it comes to families and how you know it is, I'm still breastfeeding my 16-month-old right now. And Sometimes demands come at times that are not super convenient when you want other things to happen. <laughs> That's true. Right? Oh, that is true. Oh, we got some people chiming in from Mexico. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure it's beautiful and luxurious out there, right? Oh, yay. I love yes. it. So I already did a little bit of introduction. I'm also going to have this again. Of course, those of you watching the replay here on Instagram, you, you can hear it, rewind it, start it over again. Um, and then you'll know how to find Karen later if you want to, uh, or if you have any questions or anything along the way, as we know, we, we, we have a pretty easy time having a conversation, but we're kind of on like a tight little time budget now. So I really want to get into some specifics. And then of yeah. course, people please leave comments and anything and ask us because we will get on and I'm sure we'll have conversations again on other topics, right? Yes, definitely. Whatever we don't finish awesome. today. So we'll I've already continue. given an introduction of, uh, of you and gosh, how can you just do that in like a little bit of time anyway? So go back and listen to that when it comes to that. Cause like I said, we want to get into some topics and, and these topics that I, that I wanted you to come on and like really go about is, is in relation to like women and pregnancy and questions that I get a lot. And granted, like I, like I know these things, but you've been in this and doing it and living and breathing it for over th like over 30 years, right? So I'm like, I want you to come yeah, on yeah. and so you can share your wisdom and knowledge and truths as you yeah. are not only yourself, but as you're working with tons of other clients and helping other people for various reasons, various conditions, and definitely women with hormone-related issues and questions around pregnancy and how they're supposed to be nourishing their body because we know there's a lot of misinformation out there and so around the Definitely. deconditioning, so the common questions and the first one I'm going to get into is like, 
you know, how are you supposed to nourish yourself during pregnancy? Right. And, and first thing that comes up is people are worried about, well, I'm growing another being. How am I going to get enough protein? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, wait, yes. I knew that was yes. going to be the first and, and I know, and it's like, I know we're saying it like that, but I mean, it, it's rampant. It's rampant across there. I mean, and like even me being a neurological-based chiropractor and more like sound and like the truths like that, it's still something that comes up, you know, because there's midwives that just, they don't, you know, they don't fully, they don't trust it because they haven't seen enough of it, I guess you can say. And there's a lot of mistakes being made out there with vegan and raw vegan pregnancies. When a woman goes to a midwife or a doctor that they just don't have enough information. And I even saw this in my own family with my daughter who was pregnant and she had a beautiful full-term pregnancy and her midwife got scared at the end. Because we talked she hadn't about that actually weight. our last conversation that we had you were talking, your daughter, yeah, she was, she was on her way to being pregnant. You were so excited for her to be embodying this. So this is, this is news to me. So like now my daughter being 16 months. Okay. So look at that with her almost, you know, being afraid at the end, right? That at the end, all this stress because they didn't want to um, do the childbirth because of the weight gain and because women who are eating animal food most mm -hmm. often gain much more weight and they didn't think that 18 pounds was enough weight gain she had a sec she ended up having thank goodness um a success story because even oh. though they sent her to the hospital at the last minute um it ends up with a doctor who was amazing and wanted to fulfill her birth plan and saw that she had had a healthy full-term pregnancy and that there really wasn't any reason what which is send her to the hospital and basically oh, good. Had a home birth in oh, good. the hospital. I'm so. sorry that she had to go through it. And I'm like, think about how yeah. that stress impacts well, mom because she's like, well, wait a second. I thought like you're part of my birth team. Cause that's a whole other conversation. I I'm so pushy on like finding the right birth team. of like, not only you becoming very knowledgeable, having like your spouse also becoming knowledgeable cause they're part of your birth team as well. And your midwife, in this case, the midwife, I mean, shame on her for doing that at the end like that. And that that wasn't revealed um, with that. Because, you know, quite honestly, as yeah. another personal thing, very successful, healthy pregnancy. I, I was less weight when I started or before I got, or sorry, I was more weight before I got pregnant than at the end of my full-term pregnancy. Now, granted, I did like a juice fast and all this and that. So if people wanted to know about that, but like, I'm not saying like women need to go on a juice fast while they're pregnant. That just so happened to be the timeline of how it worked for me. But to, to piggyback off of what you're sharing. So I did not gain a lot of weight during pregnancy either. People weren't even sure if I was pregnant until I was 25 weeks pregnant because they were like, well, maybe she's just a little inflamed or had a little more to eat. And it's just a little pooch. But beautiful, healthy baby. And just like you're saying, because people are so used to seeing people eating and women eating animal products. And then subsequently, that's what the baby's getting nourished with. So they're getting hormones in them that are having them grow even more. So, yeah, gosh, this, that's, this can like go on. Yeah. And this, the second pregnancy, uh, she went with a home birth and uh, gained even less weight and, and had that, a beautiful, I healthy baby. I want to emphasize baby. that. Um, so, home birth 
wife was totally on board, understood, said, oh, no big deal. You're great because you're going to have an easy childbirth because you exactly. didn't gain all that weight. She very easy childbirth. The second one, very easy. Both of them. But, it, you know, but the thing is, is that midwives and medical doctors get really concerned because they really have been so mm -hmm. indoctrinated with the whole protein thing. Um, and, you know, yeah, a woman might need a little bit more protein as more energy demands are placed on the body as she's getting into that third trimester. And her appetite is going to increase also to bring in more, mm -hmm. more protein. And then when she has the baby, that's when she's, her appetite is really going to explode. And guess she's what? really going to want to eat all the raw food, <laughs> fruits and vegetables that she wants. Right. And amazing for her. They're going to provide all the vitamins, the minerals, all the antioxidants that she yes. needs and the protein. The protein is in all those leafy greens and vegetables and even smaller amounts of protein in fruit. Like banana is five. Amazing. I eat so much protein. banana. Protein, getting, getting the protein in all the plant foods. And then, you know, the doctors are telling the women, you know, during um, to, to boost their breast milk supply, to eat more animal fat. No, no, that's no. not going to increase the no. breast milk supply. That's, that's modern living and processed food and animal food can actually decrease the breast milk supply. The foods you want to focus on are things like um, leafy greens, abundant in minerals, and all this abundant fruit, especially things like apricots. Mm. As the weather gets warmer, getting some fresh apricots mm. in there is great for the breast milk. Um, also, fennel is fantastic chop up some fennel mm. and put it in your salads uh fennel is great for increasing okay. breast milk supply um so it's naturally much easier with all these antioxidants it's not the meat that has the micronutrients the antioxidants it's the whole plant foods and when you eat them fresh and raw you're getting them intact you're getting them so that their molecular mm. structure has not Gee. been altered. And I mean, with enough pregnant mamas to see the, the huge benefits and to see these And healthy, healthy mamas. And that's, and that's what I want you to um, emphasize on. Like, again, like, you know, I know my personal experience, but you've worked, like you said, you've worked with so many pregnant women and even women that have had a different kind of pregnancy the first time. And then for the second time, for them to, to be able to have a completely different experience through the knowledge and the wisdom and through eating these types of foods. And I've even like reading in your book here, which I've like, you know, it's like, there's so much wisdom in here, jam packed. Some of the stuff might be like, I don't want to say it's uh, like, as far as the recommendations with like different companies that you might trust, like, you know, they've changed over time, but the truths are in your book. Like, it's so amazing. The testimonials that you have in there. Some of those testimonials are women that they didn't even start, like maybe they were vegan before, but they didn't even, like they were doing dirty vegan where they were trying to get all this fake stuff and tons of legumes and tons of beans and trying to get all these like different words you don't even understand to try to recreate a pizza from the way that mainstream Americans think we need to be having pizza and all this other stuff or whatever. Um, but they started. Yeah. And that say what? just very well either. And that doesn't digest very well either. I mean, a lot of vegans are coming from a transitional 
place. Um, and, you know, what I try to do is to get them to understand the benefits of the raw food. So no matter where they are to start getting that in, I don't try to get somebody to go 100% fully raw during pregnancy if that's not what they're doing already. Because that can sometimes have some, you know, some detox effect with the baby. So I don't necessarily recommend that. But there is nothing wrong with uh, decreasing the cooked food. And significantly increasing the so let's, raw. Let's go into that a little bit vegetables. then. So, um, so basically, you can take a mom wherever she's at, and you'll have a way of being able to help guide her. Say, uh, most people are coming from the standard American diet, where you know they're following the food guide pyramid, and they think that there should actually be like processed sugar in there, meats and dairies, and everything else. You'll be able to help that mom heal herself while having complete confidence, knowing. That, I mean, it's going to, the journey is going to continue, obviously, beyond and after pregnancy and everything. But being able to know that she's completely nourishing her baby simultaneously, right? She's going to have the confidence because she's going to understand through talking about certain things, certain topics that I bring up, which create a really good understanding of the difference, yeah. for example, between cooked and raw is my way of, you know, educating so that a woman understands why we're going more raw. Like I talk about the acrylamide studies. I don't bombard people with a lot of studies, but that is a major one that was started. It blew yeah. me away, and that's why I went raw. Um, and through going raw, I was able to heal my over 25 years of cystic acne, my irritable bowel syndrome, my son's asthma, yeah. and chronic ear infections. All of that happened by going raw. And I understood when I heard about those studies that started in 2002 at the University of Stockholm in Sweden. And the scientists there looked at high, they looked at what happens when you cook, basically. They looked at higher and higher cooking temperatures. And they started with a potato. They started with complex carbohydrates. And what they saw was the high, that you cooked that a plastic like coating is formed around the food and especially when you start baking frying broiling and getting up to temperatures like when they took that white potato and they steamed it they didn't see anything under the microscope no changes there okay. because it's a lot of water involved when they started looking at higher temperatures like baking and then, you know, broiling and, you know, French fries and potato chips, like those things right. are cooked at really high temperatures. There was plastic-like coating. So the plastic-like coating formed as a and result of baking it, of cooking it. Mm -hmm. And this, this was on the outside, which then would be in consumption once it came out, let alone the fact that it's breaking down enzymes and now it doesn't even have you know, the viability of the, the vitality that it could provide for you at the level that it did prior to being cooked. But keep going. Okay. Exactly. Good, really good interpretation of it. Um, and then what these scientists said was that those foods are highly carcinogenic. So even when you're putting a piece of bread into a toaster oven and it comes out with that browning, that's... And so acrylamide being a toxic... Basically, a chemical is what it is, right? A, a compound. And I think acrylic, I'm like acrylic, 
you don't want to be consuming acrylic, but acrylamide, even in the word, you know, it doesn't sound like it's something I want to be digesting. I don't understand what it is, right? So what I do is in simple ways, I do a lot of education and help people to understand what's happening with their food intake and why making the change is going to benefit them. A lot of times um, a woman will come to me because she's already having some health challenges mm -hmm. during her pregnancy or before her pregnancy and is concerned about her pregnancy. Um, yeah. You know, things like gestational diabetes. And, uh, you know, I, I, one of the first things I do is I get women off of dairy products. Dairy is the most acidic yeah. substance. I don't even call it a food. It's acidic. It's not meant for baby humans. Cows. It's meant for <laughs> their baby. baby cows, baby goats. And like some people say, oh, well, I'm like transitioning to goat milk. But understand, it's still a much higher protein molecule than what humans need. Like a woman's milk, like when you nurse your little baby, um, your baby is getting about 5 to 6% protein from your milk. And that's why a banana or other fruits are great transition foods when the baby goes on solids because they're also like between 5 mm. and 7% protein. An animal milk, like cow milk or even goat milk, is about 20 And what, what, what kind of, so just give us a little taste of like what kind of havoc that can wreak on the health of that baby. Yeah, I mean, you know, bringing in all of that is going to create issues for gut health, um, for mm -hmm. the mom hormonally. Um, you know, I've seen women, uh, a lot of women with gestational diabetes, and when some of them start to make the changes, they can, I've even seen mm -hmm. it turn around during pregnancy. So it is possible that it can be turned around and that a woman will right. not have to be well, put on meds Also the trust in that too. Gosh, there's so many other topics that I'm like wanting to go down with that because without going too far down all the things that like dairy alone can cause, I mean, this includes cheese people. So it's not just drinking the milk. Cause I always get people, they're like, well, I don't really drink milk. I'm like, okay, well, are you eating cheese? Are you eating yogurts? You know, oh, you're wanting to get your probiotics and it's covered in tons of processed sugar. And then plus it's the carcinogenic, you know, casein protein that is in there. Plus don't, and they're like, but I'm not lactose intolerant. It's like, we're really truly all lactose intolerant. First of all, <laughs> we're all lactose intolerant. Like I try to tell them, like, we're just not meant to eat that. Like, do you want to have a child who's not well? And, you know, there's studies showing, there's peer-reviewed research showing that children who grow up on dairy are at very high risk and of diabetes. And I'm sure diabetes. you seasonal, aller seasonal allergies, having allergies, snotty, runny. Like, when I think about it, I always tell my people in the office, I'm like, think mucus. It is so mucus-forming, right? It to the, those, those babies that always have gut coming out of their nose. Yes, yes. And then eyes, like crusty eyes and everything. Everywhere where there's like liquid secretions, like ear infections on a regular basis. Infections, strep throat, being sick all the time, the flu. The flu yeah. is basically... And it's deep, your body problems. trying to detox um, it. The flu is your body like, I need to get this crap out of me. I need to get it out as fast as I can. 
through the nose, through the eyes, through the ears, through the wherever it is, right? Eczema and dermatitis and all skin issues are also a direct link from dairy and trying to push that out. I mean, also all the packaged processed stuff that women are eating during their pregnancies. There's MSG in a lot of those things. Um, and MSG is yeah, and it's not going to show up as labeling. MSG. It'll say so, monosodium glutamate because <laughs> it's monosodium glutamate, but it might not even show up as that. Sometimes it might even show up yes. as natural. Flavoring. And that's the thing, natural. And we're gonna natural flavoring, and but it'll be like, oh, but it's gluten free. Oh, but it's whatever free, and you're like, you, so that's like we had to learn another thing. You had to learn how to read the labels, and if you don't understand it, then probably don't want to be putting it in your body. Because I don't know about you, but apple contains apple. And, like any fruit is that fruit, right? Any vegetable is that. So it's best not to exactly, eat anything. That exactly, exactly. And, and I get it. Like life is tough. And so that, that's the thing. So I get it. We're in the modern world. I'm, you know, a working mom. I've created my life where I'm, you know, I'm, I've got the luxury of that, me being able to not have to be in, be in my chiropractic practice. I've hired on other doctors so I can be with my daughter too race her biologically the way she was designed and for me to be embodying and and the way that I was designed as a woman too to be able to breastfeed her which I'm not taking any supplements or anything I mean when I say supplements so I okay I'm not taking anything to boost my breast milk I'll tell you that by me eating the way that I'm eating which let's just segue real quick you need healthy whole food that's loaded with nutrition and you know i was on a talk yesterday where uh people were talking they were asking questions about fruit because there's so much of the fear out there about fruit hey everybody we need fruit fruit gives us glucose for energy like i've worked with people with chronic fatigue you start feeding them fruit and suddenly They have energy sustained throughout the day. You know, it's the same during pregnancy and nursing. Fruit is absolutely necessary. Yes. So, you know, all things people have to understand that the animal food and the the processed food gives you nothing except for toxicity. You've got to push that out. All the packaged bags and jars of things that people eat, usually loaded with salt and hidden MSG and other stuff. And then you've got the meat, which is basically saturated fat. Micronutrients are in the fruits and in the vegetables and the other, the other raw food that makes a diet really healthy for women during pregnancy and afterwards. So that's the other thing too, for people, for men and women alike, regardless, but I'm like, you know, we're focusing on pregnancy here because I get a lot of questions and that's where like, it's a condition, you're pregnant, it's a condition. And, and there's, and, and it's, it's a very vulnerable time for a woman to, to, to recognize, like, who, who can I listen to? Because this information isn't fed down to us anymore. This used to be biological. We were in community. Families were able to, like, to share this with one another. But now we've all been separated, misinformed, and educated, like, in the wrong direction. So, like, we, we really have to be choosy with, with what we're bringing, not just consuming food-wise, but the knowledge and the information we're receiving into our brains to remind and trust ourselves that, I mean, we were like, it's amazing that a human was created, that you were created to begin with, and since when would it have been so complicated in order to sustain life, right? 
It's actually so simple. And most people just don't realize how simple it is. Most women um, who I've seen who come more from the mainstream, they come from a place of fear about pregnancy. Um, you know, pregnancy in the U.S. is like, you know, so many yeah. women end up with uh, surgery and then even have difficulty nursing their babies. And if you come from a place of being natural, it's like no. we are not taught natural living. So a healthy, well-planned, raw vegan lifestyle creates that natural pregnancy, that healthy easier childbirth you don't end up with these huge babies where a woman has difficulty birthing yeah. um and that's what i'm seeing that's what I'm i am too over i am too i mean again. like being in my chiropractic it's, office it's like you know all these babies like like first like they're just like baby's too big we're gonna have to cut the baby out of you and it's like well first of all really your body's gonna make this the baby that was biologically able to come out of you. That's a whole nother conversation. But babies are getting bigger because of the types of food that mom is eating or feeding the baby. Hopefully they're breastfeeding, but still what the mom is eating when they're breastfeeding matters so much on the quality of the breast milk that's getting to the baby. I want to segue really or go backwards just a little bit and in relation to like mom consuming dairy because she thinks she needs that to like boost her breast milk or to, for the baby to get the fats and the whatever protein or whatever. They just believe they think they need that the child needs that. That's where like the, like we're talking about skin conditions. That is so common. Spit up and reflux. That's another thing. My child did not have that. It is so freaking common that across the board, it's like, look how many burp cloths there are and like how many blankets a mom needs to have because, you know, it's just expected that the baby's going to vomit. That's what spit up is that the baby's going to vomit whatever it is that it needs to get out of the body because their body's so pure that they're going to be so quick to respond to try to get something out of its body, right? And then the, the, um, the itchy scaliness on their head and stuff like that too. Like, again, trying to exit from, from the skin or like all these little pimples. Yes, and so like, and I just wanted you to like kind of like piggyback off of that, you know, too, like how much you see that. And I know it's like it's it's common, but it's not normal. Like it, you, you don't need to expect your baby to be spitting up like crazy. You shouldn't expect your body, your baby to to have all these breakouts and uh, coming out the scalp or coming out the face or wherever it is. That's always a sign that your their body's working like it's supposed to to get something out. And we're so used to like. I don't have the right baby cream, let alone if you're not using like natural stuff and you're using these steroids and putting steroids on your baby, right? And it just breaks my heart because, I mean, I was a child that was like that. My mom didn't know. She did the best that, you know, based off of what she was told from her medical doctor or from her pedi the pediatrician or her OB or whoever it was that was telling her this. And so I was on like antibiotics at one month old and then they Switched my formula, my mom's milk dried up because she wasn't consuming the right yeah. food, so her milk dried up. And I and I get I get very very strong about this because I just I really want to empower them, and I don't want to bring anybody down. But I, but we have to beat this in each other's heads. I mean, we just gotta like. Uh. I was only nurse for two weeks. My mother's doctor talked her out of it, even though she had uh, good breast I mean, milk. Can you imagine that? So tell women you know you don't have right. to if you don't want to you know you could give a formula and so they start giving formula and you were just talking about the skin i have one past client 
whose baby was actually taken away from her. This is going back like 20 years, but I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this would even happen today. Um, she had, you know, told her doctor that she was going to, how she was going to feed the baby vegan and raw. And she thought that she trusted this doctor. And after she gave birth, uh, they took the baby away. I think, is that one of the testimonies care. that you have in this book? There, and, yeah. and, and that yes. just... And it's like she was doing the right thing. That's a whole other conversation around why is it that the government can come in and take your baby away when you're... Right thing. What I want to say about her was that when her baby went into foster care, they gave the baby formula when this woman was all natural and couldn't wait to, to breastfeed her baby. She was just broken apart. She was so upset. And so they gave the baby formula. And I have a picture in Creating Healthy Children of the baby with the formula, the face all broken out, all broken out with like little pimples. Um, the baby was not able to digest it. Um, I don't remember if it was soy or or animal milk, but just formula itself. And I've seen that with other babies, um, that their body is trying to push out all the toxins because formulas are, a lot of them are just mm -hmm. oil and sugar and synthetically sprayed vitamins and minerals right. that are almost impossible right. and then to absorb. So it's really tragedy to to have that and some women say oh my goodness like i didn't have enough milk um i say you know there's there's ways if you absolutely cannot nurse and believe me i have been able that to was get the other thing i was going to get breast milk because, going you know i can't help there's so many i have like a, my, yeah. my sphere of in uh, of, of influence are also like well have you been consuming your oats have you been like because oats are going to boost your breast milk can you go on to that just slightly for a little bit? Because that's another thing like oats in the cookies, get your, eat your cookie. That's going to boost your breast milk. Like they have them on in the stores all over the place. Right. Yeah. I mean, oats are, um, you know, even if you just take them overnight and soak them, uh, and to eat them the next day, they can also be very mucusy. The grains so, can be very, if you're gonna very do it, mucusy. It's like you could soak them, but don't well, try not to cook them, right? Or well, in this case, they put them in cookies. So then the cookies also probably they have other sugars and everything else. I mean, you know, comparatively to other foods, yeah. it's okay. not like the worst thing. But the grains in and of themselves are a little bit more acidic. Now, most oats yeah. um, are glutinous. So, you know, first of all, if you are using oats, you'd want to make sure that they're gluten-free. But I would yeah. also test them on yourself uh, because even people who just soak them overnight, um, they get a yeah. lot of mucus and phlegm from eating oats. So I would listen to your body. Um, I personally never did well with grains, yeah. and that's why I gave them up. My friend, Dr. Doug Graham, has a book called Grain Damage. And I had read that uh, be in between my first and second pregnancy. And so I started to minimize, like, I almost, like, by the end of my second pregnancy, I was taking them out because early mm -hmm. on my son mm -hmm. was having wheezing and showing yeah. asthma as vegans, as vegans. And so I took all the grains out and his asthma disappeared when we went raw 
in the asthma, the chronic ear infections. They wanted me to put tubes in this little baby's ears. Um, I wasn't going to do it, and I wasn't going to give him the steroids and the inhaler. I knew I had to find a natural way out, and that meant going from vegan to a healthy, well-planned, mm, raw vegan so lifestyle. When we did asthma, the chronic ear infections were gone. I love that. That's just so months. beautiful because it makes so much of a difference. I know we're already coming up on time, so I just want to get into a couple other things. So, I mean, that was a little bit of nourishment in and around pregnancy, obviously with babies in relation to breastfeeding. So we got into that. Um, also with, we'll say like prior, so prior to, like if you're a mom wanting to get pregnant, would it not be a good idea to cleanse and clear her body through the power of raw fruits and vegetables to get your body healthy and viable for a baby to take, or for, you know, for a baby to be created, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Doing it before you get pregnant. That way you can cleanse, you can detox what's in there that has not been serving you, the more acidic stuff. Um, and get on a really healthy well-planned raw vegan lifestyle mm -hmm. don't be afraid of fruit um you are going to be really serving yourself and your baby if you do yes. this before pregnancy as i said i don't recommend going fully raw during pregnancy i did one time have one woman who got mad at me when I said that. And she said, well, I really want to, and I'm going to do it by myself if you don't help me. And so okay. I said, okay, so let's do it together over a period of the next three months. We'll go gradually into it. She was already vegan, eating mostly whole foods, but I'm not going to take somebody who's eating more mainstream, especially animal food, um, and things that are, you know, really toxic to the body, things like processed meats, like bacon. I'm not going to take somebody or somebody who's drinking alcohol. I'm not going to take them to a fully raw pregnancy because there yeah. can just be too much detox. So do that detox yeah. before yeah. pregnancy. Six months before is ideal. Prep your body, and you'll have a really vibrant And then continue eating pregnancy. raw. And that's the other thing I want to make sure when people are listening back on this. She's not saying don't go raw while you're pregnant. She's just saying if you're doing this for the first time, it's better to go raw vegan specifically. Because when I say raw, I have to watch out. I can't say raw because we're in the day and age where people are like, they want us to be eating raw animal liver. And they want us to be eating raw, you know, animal whatever. And I get it. They're in like, because it's like, use that. And of course, the, clean, the, the cleanest form, the grass-fed, grass-finished liver and whatever else you're trying to enhance so you can enhance your own liver and your own this and that and everything. But like to, to, cons and to consume raw eggs and everything else, like, okay, so raw vegan specifically is what we're talking about. And raw plant-based. No, we're not talking no. No, food but at what all. she's saying is that like <laughs> you can go raw, like raw plant-based without with during pregnancy. It's, it's, it's fine, but it's going to be, there are detox reactions that naturally will happen as your body has more of an opportunity to get things out of it. But it's better if you start beforehand so you can go into your pregnancy even healthier and then continue eating your raw vegan lifestyle, you know, your raw vegan foods throughout your pregnancy and like for life, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a diet. It's truly a lifestyle. And that's, that's the big thing that I, I just want to emphasize with people too. So they're not like, Oh, well, I create the healthiest children. And I mean, I see these children, yeah. they don't get sick or Minimal. if they get sick, it's like, you know, it's 
effort and it's minimal and there's not like all of this freaking out and running to doctors and taking drugs and it's just it's just a much happier easier mm. life to lead mm -hmm. with your child yeah and it's vibrant it's beautiful um briefly so with um and you also work with people with um that have diabetes like you talked about earlier on that are so they have fruit phobia they're so afraid they're like there's no way i can ever eat fruit like that you know I, i'm diabetic or i'm pre-diabetic or i'm whatever it is you can absolutely take somebody and walk them through and be like it is more than safe for you to be okay. And like, it, you know, with people that are checking their blood sugar regularly and they're like super freaked out, like, oh my gosh, it burst my blood sugar. And then I crash in this going raw vegan, eating lots of fruits is still the way to go. That's right. That's right. I worked with a woman recently, type two diabetic. Um, she was told by her doctor not to eat fruit. And uh, she wanted to go more raw vegan. And I told her, you're going to have to eat fruit because it's not mm. the fruit, it's the fat. It's the fat that's blocking your cells and not letting the insulin in. And that's why you're having this problem. Mm -hmm. I just made it very basic for her. And she started to understand. I gave her some things to read. We started working on meal planning together. And she loved the, what she was yeah. eating. And she was a little scared of the fruit meals. But I told her, go ahead and just see what happens when you go to your nurse. So she went to the nurse, and every time she went, her insulin right. readings were better. And it was so amazing that the nurse was starting to ask her what she was doing and, and was herself transitioned to a plant-based diet. So you look at that diet. ripple effect that's happening. So it's like... So I just want to emphasize yeah. that, too, because I have so many people in my, in my world, and like they've, they've changed it to go keto. And so, you know, now they've really got that. So, like, there's been a positive influence, and they might even be doing, like, fat, intermittent fasting and stuff like that. And so there's, like, this true fear around going from that and then actually incorporating these beautiful, vibrant foods that, that, that their soul truly wants, but they're afraid of what it's going to do to their blood sugar. So you've worked with people, you've seen it, and we see it, like, healing happens with fruits. I mean, it's, regener it's cellular regeneration that happens with fruits, Right. It is that whole picture of, like, if you can imagine, and there was a video that came out, like, two decades ago from John Robbins and the, it, about Diet for a New America, and it showed a man after eating a cheeseburger and what was happening in his bloodstream, mm -hmm. and it was just filled mm -hmm. with fat, and showed it like showed it, had a picture of what was happening in his bloodstream, and it was just amazing. So for me, when I explain it, I talk about that, and I say it's not the sugar from the fruit, it's the fat. It's the fat that you're eating, and mostly all that saturated fat from animal foods. But even plant fat can, can cause diabetes, like people who eat way mm. too much, especially oil. Like oil. Oh yeah, regular know, oil. But like, but with fruit, I mean, like mangoes. I know they can, but they have like the the what you're supposed to have. Like we're always trying to balance out the omega six and the omega three fatty acids, which is where it's good to add like chia seeds in or hemp hearts in and stuff like that to balance that out. Yes. Good to have those omega threes in there as well. Yeah. To balance things out, um, but you know, going lower in fat is really the way to go. 
for those people with diabetes. Lower in fat and mm. higher and in fruit, higher in the sugar. It's okay. Okay. Right. If it's natural sugar. If it's not natural sugar, if it's processed and refined sugar, Absolutely. that's problematic. Like if you take um, a, a fruit and, and you put it into like one of the, you process it and put it into one of those little juice boxes. Right. That's and it doesn't say, it'll say sugar. like it's crazy. It'll be like 5% juice. And you're like, well, what the heck's the rest of the stuff that's in there? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and colorations and everything else. All right. So we're really hitting at the last like, I think you have just like, just like a couple more minutes. Um, and I think yeah. I want to go into this more because you are so big on like when it comes to attachment parenting, right. And co-sleeping and how co-sleeping and breastfeeding, how that's truly like mother's na mother nature's natural, um, as I call it the natural birth control, right. Because, um, we were biologically designed to be able to parent that child that came out and give them the full amount of time and the nourishment that they need, however long they need to be breastfeeding, that naturally, so here's my question that comes in. A person wants to have another child or they become pregnant, the big thing is they're like, you need to stop breastfeeding the other child. What is your answer? How would you respond to that? I believe in child-led weaning um, because they need, they're expressing in their nursing that it's not only the nutrition that they're getting from the mother's milk. There's an incredible amount of bonding that goes on yeah. between the baby and the mother. And to force a, a baby or a young child to separate, that causes mm. psychological trauma. And we don't necessarily see it well there's we a lot of shaming around that it. happens too for moms and especially you know in our societal norms now where we're like you know we're trying to go back to work and it's not convenient to to it's not convenient and then i get it because i mean even me still breastfeeding full-time with my my 16 month old like my husband and i are open to having another child but i i also am very aware that because i'm still full-time breastfeeding I, you know, I naturally and biologically, I probably won't have another child right now until she starts weaning herself more and more, right? And I mean, it's better to give that child more time. Um, but if you do get pregnant, I mean, I nursed too at the same time I did tandem nursing. Um, I'm a, I, my original career was as a speech and language pathologist, and I just put um, I put my children as priority, but I have also worked with women who did go back to work. Um, I'm working with, with a, a mom right now who's going back to work and she's not going to stop. Uh, mm. She's not going to stop the breastfeeding. Okay. So she's pumping. She's pumping milk for her baby. And she's also going to be working at home a couple days of the week so that she doesn't, doesn't have to go in all five days. So that's going to make it easier on them. The husband is getting involved uh, one or two of the days. So, I mean, they're working out a way that the baby can still stay mostly breastfeeding. She's going to pump yeah. when she is not, cannot be there. And, um, and then of course, you know, sleeping with the baby uh, is going to be really helpful for the baby to get more of the breast milk and, and be getting, getting that yeah. bonding and nurturing in because the baby right. won't have it when the mother's which, away. 
we're running out of time. And that was a whole nother thing is like co-sleeping and then the breastfeeding throughout that. So I, if you're open to it, I, I would love to be able to dedicate, you know, more time to talking about breastfeeding and then, you know, co-sleeping and then all of that in relation to you're pregnant with another child, like, can you still breastfeed? And then, you know, also knowing how raw food comes in to help with your milk supply while you're like, while you're pregnant, and then still being able to provide the nourishment for that baby, because there's so much shaming. And um, there's a lot of shaming around it. And, and moms just are like lost and hopeless. And it breaks yeah. my heart, because now they're like, no, like now your progesterone hormone is off and now that's not going to be there for that new baby that's growing inside of you. And so now mom feels like, oh my gosh, well now I got to stop the breastfeeding because I don't want to like pull away from the child that's growing in me. And so it's, a, it's none of that affects, does that affect so important the new system. baby at all? They can both be nursed beautifully. I, I did tandem nursing for quite a while. And neither one of my children so, was affected by it. Uh, there were some times when, like, let's say my older child, my daughter, wanted to nurse when it was the baby's turn. And I wanted the baby to have his turn first before putting on. So I did, you know, she was a little older. She was three at the time. Yeah. So I was able to talk with her. I said, you know, you can come to mommy as soon as, as the baby has had She was wanting it all. She was, she was like really good nurser and she would like sometimes like do one side and want to jump to the other side so I was able to talk with her and she was fine she was fine with that um so but they would sometimes one be on one breast and the other one be on the other breast and it like wasn't a big deal nobody was harmed my son grew up very healthy the little one and uh yeah so I I highly recommend it I just think it's better for them 100%. mentally, emotionally, and, and so it goes without saying that you clearly breastfed while you were pregnant with your young with your son. Then, so that was the thing. So you you, you breastfed your older child throughout the entire got pregnant and, and was able to continue breastfeeding and have a beautiful pregnancy and healthy baby boy come out on the other side for you to then be able to continue breastfeeding and tandem breastfeed. So that was a big thing because. That is a huge thing with women worrying about the progesterone hormone being going down and because of pregnancy or because of breastfeeding and then that affecting the pregnancy, which that is a bigger issue based on the way the mom is nourishing herself if the hormones are being dysregulated like that, yeah. right? Okay. Yes. Totally. Totally. It's going to be the best thing. It's going to be the best thing instead of breaking it right like you know oh i'm having a new baby i have to break my other one off of this it's just they feel abandoned no matter how we look at it we don't understand fully what's going on inside of them but there have been studies and nels bergman who is a medical doctor mm -hmm. from sweden he talks a lot about attachment parenting and child-led weaning and um i follow his work i quote him a lot and uh, I was mm. glad that I found that work. Uh, yes, I know. Kids. I was like, I'm going to go. go. We'll continue on again. I conversation. This is something very that both so. of us are very passionate so, Karen, about. thank you. Good. Let's thank you. It. I appreciate yeah. it. I know our listeners will so appreciate it, too. Sending all my love to your way. Have an amazing time. And I also, if anybody wants to find more information, they could check my website, superhealthychildren.com. Super I'll have it in the comments. I'll have it on like on the podcast and everywhere else. 
Oh, thank you so much. It's always a joy and a pleasure. So sending my love your way and you have an amazing and beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. You too, Natalie. Yes. And thank you for those Absolutely. who joined us today. Bye now. Bye. Oh, Natalie, also, if you can put me as collaborator. Ooh. Okay, I'll you'll just have to show me how to do that, and I'll make sure we do all that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Hey guys, I am so excited to let you know that my Detox Masterclass is finally available. Yes, it literally is for anybody who wants to do a juice fast, detox, juice feast, however you want to say it, juice cleanse. They are all the same as far as whether it's a detox, a cleanse, a feast, it's the same thing. I have created this masterclass for those of you that are ready and willing to take your health into your own hands and realize that there is a right way to do it. And if you don't, there is a right and a wrong way to do it. And I'll tell you what, whenever I did my juice fast the first time, I did it while I was pregnant, so I had no room for error. I had to make sure that I was nourishing my body and my growing baby inside of me. So I had to make sure that I was doing it correctly, safely. And I did it for 84 days. Now. You don't have to do it for 84 days. You don't have to do it for a month like I did. You do it as long as you're able and willing to go all in. And then the beautiful thing is whenever you're doing this, you can go back and use it as a reset at any point. And so I created this masterclass so that way you can reuse it at any point. And yes, you can start it like right away. You can start it within a week after you get stuff prepared because I talk about all the tools you need, how to prepare for it, what are the supplements you also want so that way you can minimize your detox reactions and make sure that you're feeling amazing, keeping your energy high so that you don't have any mood swings or headaches and goodness forbid if you ever go hungry. You should never go hungry whenever you're doing this. So this is not a go hungry way of trying to lose weight. Like you will lose weight along the way because that's what will happen as you're releasing all the toxins that and all the other gunk that is not serving your body or nourishing your body in any way. It is so life-changing to do this. Your palate changes, your body changes, your mindset changes. It's literally for the mind, body, and spirit all in one whenever you're doing this. For people that really want to transcend, want to get healthier, and just literally and be the best version of them in their bodies. And you, again, can do this as long as you're, as long as you're able to. And the beautiful thing is too, I've included PDFs so that way you know how to properly break your fast because there is a proper way to break your fast depending upon how long you're doing it. I include all the measurements, all the supplements, all the yields of different fruits and vegetables, how much you need in order to get this amount, why calories matter, and then when like the amount as far as how much you're drinking, all of that is all included in the masterclass, you get into a course and then you have access to the PDFs to get the further information. So you are just set up for success. If you're interested and you're ready, check out the link included in the show notes and you will be just ready to go. So